And this is the camera right here. This is the main Yeah, one. that's boom, the camera right there. Boom, pow. You know what I'm talking about? You feel me? You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> What's up, good people? It's time for another session of that verbal cardio, man. We back, man. I got my patron saints over here. Got my co-host, Water. Drink more water, y'all. You know what time it is. You know where I'm going with this. You, you knew it was going to happen. First of all, first of all, let me get out the squeaky chair. I'm always in the squeaky chair. It's this one right here. Get out of that one. We should mark that. Bring this one in. Yeah, there we go. We we squeak free now. Um, drink more water, y'all. How much water did you drink yesterday? Cam, how much water did you have? Not enough. Oh, Cam. And Cam's got a mic, y'all. Yep. So when he chimes in, you can hear him on the crisp. Um, I had a gallon. I had a full gallon yesterday. I did a good a good gallon. Um, patron Saints, how much water y'all had yesterday, man? Tell me right now. Fill me in. I want. I want. I want to. I want to tell you. I want to reiterate. I want to just you know. Drink more water, y'all. It's good for the skin. It's good for your organs. It's good for blood flow. It's good for everything, man. It's fil it filters you out, keeps the skin, keeps you hydrated, keeps you robust, agile, you know, aware. That's why people be they be literally passing out when they dehydrated. They be falling out, just done. You know what I mean? And one little raggedy bottle ain't gonna cut it. One little raggedy, crusty. Raggedy bottle, that ain't enough. And room temp it up, room temp it. I'm not talking hot in the car or hot. I'm talking about nice little room temp, man. Everything ain't got to be frozen solid. I'm trying to help y'all out, man. Y'all ain't listening to this. I'm trying to help y'all out. Um, they over here, Patriot Saints, somebody has 70 ounces, about a half gallon, you know what I'm saying, 64 ounces roughly, about maybe 40 ounces or so, you know, granny. Simone L. has about five bottles, you know what I'm saying, Pants has 16. 16 ounces, that's all you had in the whole day, Pants? Come on, room temp, M-Dove said room temp, 60 ounces. Miss West had a gallon a day, okay, okay, okay. Too cold is aggressive. I'm telling you what's happening. Shout out to Marie on that. We are back with another episode, man. Verbal cardio. I got some things I want to talk about, man. I got some things I want to talk about, man. I wrote some stuff down. I was like, you know what? I'm going to talk about this on the show, man. Because I was kind of raggedy last episode. I was all over the place. But this time, we back. Cam is back. We back, man. Um, I was thinking... People don't like to tell the truth because the lies go down so easy. Lies are easier. The hard part about a lie, in the, in the short initially, term. Initially, in, a lie is easier. In the short term, lies are easier. The damage is going to be worse on the back end. Yeah, for sure. But in the short term, lies are way easier. That's why people do it. They be lying. They just be like, you know, oh, I didn't want to hurt your feelings. Because when you tell the truth, when you are super honest with people, it's hard. Not not everybody's built to handle the repercussions of being completely honest with people. 
Because with truth comes, everything ain't going to be rosy and positive and easy to swallow. You know, a lot of times when we lie, it's, it's to either one, let the other person down easy. You don't want to hurt feelings. You want to save your own ass. So you're lying on that front. Um, so you're making it easier for you on that end. But in the, in the long term, I'm not talking about like lies to your bill collector or like, you know, <laughs> a lot of them all day, man. Bill collectors, lie, lie away. I'll be lying tough. With the bill collectors, oh, full lies. I'm lying McGee, man. I will just be like, no, nah, I was I was doing this. I, I, I was in the hospital for six years. I, I was in a coma. I just woke up. No remorse. Because the bill collectors don't care. It's not, it's not personal for them. Now, if I personally owe somebody money, I'm on it. No lies. I'm like, look, man, I'm going to have your money. Don't 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 shatter my knees, man. I have your money. And I, you know, be honest with it. But lies, like some people lie to people like in the dating realm. Some people lying out the gate. They start out lying. People like, yeah, I got this, I got this going, I got that going. You, you know, you you the only person I talk to. So much work to keep up the lies. Though. Man, and you losing track, you're fumbling and you you're stumbling over what you said. You and don't remember what you said. One once falls through, it's a domino effect for everything. And then you can't trust you, so it ends up ruining it anyways. And on the on the back end, you're done. And that's what it is. Like you you've seen the movies like that. Where they lie, they lie here, and then it just keeps the mm -hmm. domino mm -hmm. effect, the lie after lie after lie. It's like Yo, what was that movie? It was a movie with uh, Bill Paxton and Billy Bob Thornton called oh. A Simple Plan. Yep. And it was it was that. It was like, all right, we're going to lie here. And then even Fargo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that name? movie's all that. Yeah. But it's it's like, just... There's so many moments where if he had just told the truth at that time, everything could have been different. Man. And everything we watch is full of lies. Like, it's always like a character withholding the truth to another character. And that's what keeps the, the story moving forward and this, that, and the third. We we on the other end, like, man, just, just tell the truth because we know the truth as audience members, but we see them giving their, their spouse or partner or whatever the fresh lies. Okay, Tony, like, here's a question then. Yeah. So do you think it's worse to, if someone asks you, say they ask you for the truth or something and you mm -hmm. flat out lie to them? Right. Or if you withhold information Unless you're asked, and if you're asked, you tell the truth. What do you feel is worse? I feel it's worse to just flat out lie. I think the withhold, for one, because I, I don't think the, the withhold absolves you from any guilt. No, not at all. But if I had to choose which one, I'd be like, I'm on the withhold side. Because, for one, if I'm withholding and I didn't lie to you, that means you never really asked yeah. me. And so, so, like, situation, here we go. Uh, mm -hmm. You cheated on your girlfriend, okay. and then she asks you if you did it, you say no. Or right. she asks you if you did it, and you say yes, but you never brought it up to right. her at all. Yeah. But you're in your head, you're like, okay, if I get asked, I'll tell the truth. Yeah. But if she doesn't ask, then, like. <laughs> yeah, you never asked. Still not good, but you think that's better in a situation? In, in that particular situation, you're wrong either way. Yeah. You're wrong either way. I, I did the crime. I shouldn't have been doing the crime. So you're wrong either way on that front. Um, 
So you you get you get points for being honest, but you still mm-hmm. you're trash all the way all the way around. But like a situation like, you know, let's say you had a friend that was dating somebody and you knew they were getting cheated on, but you didn't say nothing, but you knew. And then they come to you like, yo, did you know about this? And you'd be like, I did know. So you're being honest in that moment, but you withheld the information mm-hmm. that, you know, that they needed. And so I've actually been in that situation before where it was like, you know, I knew my homegirl was getting cheated on. And I knew the, the other I knew the other girl involved in that cheat. And so I was just like, yo, I, you know, and this is young tone. I was just like, I, I, I kept quiet. And then when she asked me, she was like, yo, did you know? And I was like, yeah, I did know. And she was like, and of course she was disappointed. But, you know, we still friends to this day. But it was like, hey, why you didn't tell me? I was like, I, I didn't know. Because it's a, it's a sticky situation getting involved in situations yeah. like that. Especially if it's you're the third party and it's between yeah. two other people. And it's like. And then it's like, you know, sometimes it backfires on the person giving the information. Mm-hmm. Like, yo, they cheating on yeah. you. And then you lose both people. You lose everything. And it's just like. Man, I shouldn't even say nothing. That's why a lot. Of, I think that's why a lot of people stay quiet in those situations because you don't want to backfire. You don't want it to implode. But some people don't give a damn. They'd be like, "Yo, you getting cheated on? I seen it. This, um, but lies, man. Because I've been. I I've really tried to. You know, as I get older, try to be super honest with everybody at all times, and like you know. Within that, though, feelings get hurt, you know, whether it be, you know, um, me telling hard truths to my family, my girl, friends, colleagues. It's like it's a scary it's a scary situation because you just don't know how people are going to take it. It's but also freeing, I feel like. It too. is. There's a be relief like, because you've said your part. There's nothing right. else to say. Yeah. You've told the truth. Whereas if you lied, then it's all that baggage, all those years you now have to carry this lie. Whereas if you just tell mm-hmm. the truth, it's up to them how they respond to it. Right. And then it's like, you know, but you'd be worried that you're going to lose them because of that truth. But at the same time, you'd be like, you did nothing wrong. This is just the, the honesty right here. So it's like, it's tough, man. But I get I get why people lie because it's easier in the short term, trash on the back end, and like so I try not to be lying out here because I had a situation where I just had to be honest and just be like all right this and then I feel better after I got it out even though I didn't really have to go too far into the truth it was just like ah feels good to be honest but people be lying every day man they just be out here with the lies fresh lies big lies. What I'm saying, what y'all saying in here in the chat? Cause some, and sometimes we we can lie as a knee jerk reaction. We get we get hit with the hard hitting question, then we we lie as a knee jerk, and then we be like, oh man, I lied. I was cornered out. You know, I didn't know what to say. And sometimes you ever lie for other people, like they be like, yo, tell them you didn't see me here. And I don't know, not not even on no cheating stuff, just like, you know, they didn't want to do it or they didn't want to hear somebody's mouth or whatever. Yo, yo, don't say you seen me here. I'll lie for other people. Yeah, if it's a the right situation. Yeah, if it, if it's nothing like like cheating or yeah, like, or but like if it's something like, or something like that. 
don't tell them you saw me here because they're going to be mad that I didn't go to their party. I'll lie yeah, on that. Yeah, I got you. Yeah, I'll be like, all right, <laughs> you, you're safe here. Because I'd want them to do the same. I'm... Yeah, you know, hey, man, don't 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 wrap me out right here, man. I'm desperate. I don't want to hear their mouth. It's like, I got you. But stuff like that. Let me tackle a question from the patron saints. Did Sabrina drink her stale water from damn OZ? She started drinking it. She started drinking that bottle finally. I was like, yes, finally. Uh, Culinary Duchess asks, where did I get the jug? Afro Geeks, that's also in this chat, got me this um, fantastic water jug, man. The Yeti. It's fantastic. It's dope. Keeps the water cool. It's a dope visual. You could use it as a weapon. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? If I'm getting mugged or somebody trying to snatch my purse, and I got this. Man, you hear it? That's yeah, when that's full, who wouldn't want to get hit with that? Man, you know? <laughs> this is a dope device. Thank you, Afro. Uh, the best mod in hip-hop. I appreciate the gift, the thoughtfulness. I appreciate it. Uh, Marie Million, based on the question of last week, if you go to a show with your mom and she gets kicked out because she is being unruly, do you leave with your mom? Okay, so on daddy issues, we were talking about we were uh I was doing a show in Florida and there was a couple there in the front row. The wife was unruly, the husband was legit. They were super excited to see me. They were but she was just doing too much to where she got kicked out. And the husband, you could tell he didn't want to go. He kind of lingered for a bit, and then he had to go because, you know. And for me, I was like, first of all, a stand-up individual wouldn't even make your partner leave with you, first of all. If you, if you knew you fucked up, a stand-up partner would be like, yo, I know you've been excited to see this. We drove a long way. You stay here. I'll just, you know, I'll just be out here till the show is over. I'll just do this. I'll just do that. Scoop me up when it's over. That's what a stand-up, accountable individual would do after they done ruined the night. But we're not living in that world. So she makes him leave. Cam, you leaving? Like you said, I agree with you on that. That's just a hard situation. Yeah. You like, in the even situation. if they're a stand-up person and they're like, nah, yeah. you stay, I gotta go. Cetera, but your girl is like, Cam, let's go. Oh, if she's like that. Uh, not 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 necessarily, but that's the energy. Like she's waiting for you to to let's go. What you doing? I'm leaving, but we're talking about it on the way home. Oh absolutely, yeah. man. You got to. I I said if I do if I if I do end up leaving, I'm gonna be pissed. Yeah, like that's that'll be a conversation for that oh. night and then the morning too. Oh, I'm gonna be mad for a long time, especially if I if I felt the heat of you wanting me to leave with you. But but you asked today if it's my mom. Mom is unruly now. What you doing on the mom tip? Probably leaving. Yeah, as well. Cause, cause here, here's That's just the an awkward situation. Because then I'd be thinking every, the whole show. I'd be yeah. thinking about that person sitting out there waiting for me. Yeah. Like, yeah, you could never relax. Up? Nope. You could never relax if your mom was out there waiting. And this your mom. You, you, you know, you always got to make sure your mom is good. You know what I'm saying? Like, 
That's tough. Because I'll be mad at my mom just like I'll be mad at my grandma. Like, what are you doing? But I can't I can't argue with my mom the same way I can argue oh, yeah, with my sure. girl. Like, you know, it's just it's two different dynamics. Besides so just be like, I, you know, I can't I can't go off on my mom. Cause there's there's always that parental respect and fear that's just different than your significant other. I know people always want stuff to be the same, but it's not. Oh, it can't, I mean that's it's relationships like your relationship with your mom and your relationship yeah. with your girlfriend can't be the same. It's it's different, and it's like you know my mom did all this for me, and like you know <laughs> it's supposed to you know I done messed up on my mom several times. I'm sure she's done things in her life. Mad at me, but she's like, I'm gonna do it anyway out of love. So I feel like I would owe her a leave if she wanted to leave. That's kind of part of the social contract you have. Yeah. You know, parents and that. This is mom. Yeah. You know what I'm so moms would be tough. I'd be like, Mom, man, why are you doing this? Again, we're still talking about it. Like, hey, like maybe don't do this next yeah. time. Yeah. Like, you know, we spent the money, we drove all this way. Why'd you do that? And, you know, I didn't know I was interrupting the show. It's like, oh. It's tough. But, yeah, man, that's a good question, though, because it's like, you know, because some people get put in those situations. Um, Another topic I wanted uh, to address, okay, uh, so I got hollered at at a show this past Sunday. You know, it was, uh, it, was a, it was a lady in the audience that was putting her bid in on me. Now, I don't get hollered at very much. Um, and so when it does happen, it's like, oh, 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 you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm still in the game of me getting hollered at in person. I'm still relatively new to the game, given the, given my age, given the amount of times that this happened, I'm still not, you know, used to it in a sense, because, you know, women, y'all be out here, y'all get hollered at day after day and y'all just like it's part of your day to day like if you out if you a head turner you find out here every time y'all go out you getting hollered at you going to the store you going to the post office you going to the bank you just out walking for exercise you at the club you you at you you at the mall with your girls you getting hollered at every single day 365. So y'all are used to it. Whether whether you know you want to flip it or not, it happens so often that you like, all right, I know. Y'all know the sign. Y'all even know the signs before they even run up. You be like, oh, this guy's about to put his bid in. And sure enough, it happens. But what for me, it's rare. It's like, you know, mind you, I'm not saying I'm not sitting here saying that women haven't tried to get at me or this, that, and the third, but like out in public. It hasn't happened a crazy amount of time. So anyway, we had the show Laugh Factory, good times, you know what I'm saying, having fun on stage. And so I'm off to the side, and I'm off to the side, I'm over there, and, you know, it's it's a lot of traffic where I was standing, like, you know, people going to the bathroom, this, that, and the third. Was it post-show? It was after. It was after my set. It was after the second show. And if you're watching this, if if you are the young lady that tried to holler, um, we talking about you. You know what I'm saying? But uh, anyway, so she was like, "Yo, let me get that shirt." 
And I was like, oh, no, you know what I'm saying? She was like, I want this shirt. And, you know, started giving me the smoky eyes. You know what I mean? And she was like, she was giving me the smoky, come hither, you know. And she was close. She was she was like, she was little. She was like shorter than me, so she was just looking up. But I I, I could tell, like, oh, 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 you, you want the shirt. You know what I mean? So, you know, and so she was boldly putting that bid in. And I was like, oh, oh. And so... I was uh, I was uncomfortable because I was just like oh oh you know what I mean, and one thing about me you know Sabrina be calling me like naive when when women hit on me and stuff like that and you know but one thing one thing I like to do and one thing I'm always slow to do is jump the gun on if a woman is actually flirting with me or trying to get with me because one thing I will I don't want to do is look like a dummy. By saying, hey, you know, I got a girl, you know what I'm saying, this, that, and the third, and they wasn't even hollering at me. I, I don't want to look like an idiot. And so it has to be like a blatant case for me. Because women, y'all be seeing all these other kind of signs. She laughed at your joke for about <laughs> 1.5 extra seconds. She's interested. Like, I, I can't go on that and respond on that. That's just look out. But with her, it was pretty obvious. I was like, oh. And so... So now I'm I'm getting into panic mode. I'm just like, you know, and she was like there. She was she was there. And she wasn't she wasn't moving. She wasn't keeping it moving, going to the bathroom. Cause I thought she was just gonna say that and just keep it moving to the bathroom. But no, she was like, in my face. So I'm like, oh, and then luckily other comedians and other people were talking to me. Oh, you good set, this, that, and the third. And I'm trying to really engage with the other people that are talking to me so I can slide out of this situation. So, uh, so luckily that happened. Comedian mm -hmm. was talking to me like, yeah, yeah, this, that, and the third, this, that, and the third. I was talking to everybody that was walking past this, that, yeah, yeah, uh-huh. Acting like it was the most serious business conversations of all time just to get the heat off. And so, um, so she finally goes into the restroom and I was like, whoo. So I go upstairs, right? So I'm up, I'm upstairs. I'm talking to fellow comedians. We up there chopping it up, letting the audience leave because the show is over at this point. People are leaving. I'm like, all right, cool. I'm gonna just wait it out because you know, because I, I didn't want her to continue to holler. You know what I mean? So I was waiting it out. And and mind you, this has nothing to do. If you are watching this, if you are listening, this has nothing to do with you personally, as far as like you know. I don't want it to be a situation where, like, yeah, she wasn't good enough, or like, you know, she was not appealing or anything like that. That's not what. That's not what this is about. I was just, you know, spoken for and was getting hollered at. Is pretty much. I was just like, you know, um, and so the show cleared out. I was like, we was up there talking for a while, and I was like, and I didn't want to get caught in the comedy club after closing like we did in Sacramento. In Sacramento, me, Keenan, and Sabrina was talking so much after the show, they literally closed the club up while we still in the green room. <laughs> so we come out of there, and the club is closed. It's dark. We set off the alarm walking to the front door. Yeah. we like, yo, we locked in. Luckily, the owner, Jen, she was around the corner. But we literally closed the place out. and was like, oh, sorry. Um, <laughs> so anyway, so... We go downstairs. I'm like, all right, the coast should be clear now. Everybody, because normally after a show, normally I go, 
outside and kind of mingle with the audience. Like, you know, uh, tell everybody thanks for coming, um, take pictures if they want to do that. That's normally what I do after a show. But this time I was just, you know, waiting it out because I didn't want to be. And I, I just feel embarrassed when I get hollered at in front of people. Yeah. That's another thing that gives you. Are you that way, Cam? Yes. Yes. You put me on the spot. I'm oh. Like, now I, ha- I can't. Because I don't like reacting right away either. Yeah. I got to think about what I'm going to do, say. That's a whole nother thing that I'm super uncomfortable with. When you holler at me in front of other people, it's uncomfortable city for me. Like, I'm just like, oh, this is embarrassing on so many levels. So it's just like, um, so so we go outside, and I'm talking to BT, G-King, um, and we just out there, you know, talking, and then the girl pulls around the corner in, in the whip. Oh, she's in the car this time. Yeah, okay. she's in the car. In the passenger seat, they pull up like a drive-by, the drive-by holler. Like, what's up, Tony Baker? I was like, oh, hey, you know what I'm saying? And one thing about me is that if you're a fan, I'm not going to be rude to you. That's that's first and foremost. I'm going to give you the good energy. Um, and so I was like, oh, man, this is where she's going to put in the final bid. And so... Um, and it's not creepy, y'all. It's not creepy. It's not creepy. She didn't do it in a creepy way. It was just, she was just forward. Because a lot, a lot of times we, we we just throw people into the creepy bag too quick. Like, if you see somebody you're interested in and you think you're not going to see them again, you got to you gotta shoot your shot. You got to do what's necessary. Like, when it's somebody super attractive to you, and they do that where they kind of wait for you. You'd be like, "Oh, that was romantic, or that was cute, or whatever." <laughs> but, but if it's if it's somebody else, they'd be like, "Oh, that's creepy." Nah, it wasn't creepy. It wasn't creepy. It also depends on their intentions and the way they act. And right. Like, you could like that doesn't sound like a disrespectful situation. No. That's just like their last shot, and it's like you gotta now. Yeah. So it was like she about to put the final bid in, and then um, so I went to the car. Of course, uh, I was talking to her and her friend who was driving. And then they were like, happy birthday, Tony. I was like, yeah, you know what I'm saying? What would you do for your birthday? And this was the perfect opportunity for me to not be on some, I got a girlfriend, don't holler at me, to now I can organically let her know I got a girl. It was just like, what would you do for your birthday? Oh, my girl rented out a movie theater for me, and we watched the movie. And then, boom, that's, that's, that's when I was like, ah, I'm good to go. That way... You know, everything's on the up and up. I got a girl, yeah. you know, without me jumping the gun and being like, I got a girl. Ain't nobody trying to holler at you, you know what I'm saying? Even though she was trying to holler, but, you know, I'd rather it just be an organic, I got a girl, than, you know what I'm saying? So uh, I gave her friend a cupcake because they gave me birthday cupcakes that show. And it was cool. I took pictures with them, and it was, it was good to go. After you said that, did she, did it? She was off? just like, oh, I heard you say you had a girl. So, you know, I was like, oh, okay. I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, I got a girl. Yeah. One thing I didn't like, though, is when they went into the conversation about, you know, because I started talking about being a dad, and she said she had kids of her own. And then one thing I do not like, and I'm annoyed by this conversation, is that, oh, y'all, because I, I told him, I was like, you know, I'm getting a vasectomy, this, that, and the third. You told that on stage? 
I said that to them in the car. Oh, to them. So I was okay. like, I'm done because we were talking about the age of the kids. Okay. It was like her oldest was 17, mm-hmm. youngest was three and two or three wow. and four. I was like, oh, you got there the you age go. gap. Yeah, I was like, I'm getting gap. a vasectomy. So it was like, oh, you shutting down the. Well, does your girl want kids? And like, you know, they always go to this. And I was like, no, she actually no. You sure? And I'm just like, oh, here we go. You know, and that's that's the constant conversation. Why do people, people care have. so much? They always do. They it's be not like, your child. It's impossible for your girl not to want kids if she don't have any already. That's that's the immediate go-to for people's minds. And so it's just like, man, look out. And so when they were touching on that, I was just like, ugh, this. But then, you know what I'm saying, we took pictures, and it was it was all love in the end. But, and it's funny, like, ladies, y'all be getting hollered at in the pandemic by dudes seeing you in the mask, and they will run up to you and be like, you beautiful, you know what I'm saying? You, you be- How do you know? How do you know she beautiful behind the mask? You can give her nice eyes. You can give her that. But don't be like, you don't know what she look like underneath. The Baraka, the what's her name for Mortal Kombat 2? The got the Baraka mouth. She was just in the movie too. Scorpy, is it Scorpy? Did you see the movie? I saw the Mortal Kombat. Remember movie. the girl? Yes. She had the Melina or not Melina. What's the what's the girl's name? Are you asking for the character name from the, the game? The character name. Melina. Oh, it's Melina. Melina had that mouth. That's what these women could look like underneath the mask. So just say, fellas, just say your body is banging. I had to come over here and put my beard in. Because that's what you're looking at. That's what you're running up on, the body. If you can't see the face. Now, if you're talking to her at length, y'all having a conversation and her eyes are really pretty, then okay. But if you're just coming up, running up on them in the cereal aisle, where there was no conversation previously had, just say you, your body was banging, ass and titties was right. I'm here. <laughs> and if they give you the no vibes, just stop. Just stop right there. Just take the L, fade into the cereal aisle. Just fade back into the cereal boxes and save your dignity. You know what I mean? So there's that. Um... I'm going to read another question from the patron saints in here. Shout out to y'all and the patron saints, man. This is the biggest audience we've had so far. Uh, let's see what, what kind of questions we got up in there. Somebody asked, was she tipsy? Anaj asked, was she tipsy? She could have been, but I'm not sure. I didn't get I didn't get tipsy vibes, but she could have been. She could have been Buzz Lightyear. Um, but she definitely wasn't slurred or anything like that, no. Nah, she wasn't. She wasn't giving off the the drug. Cause you know when women be toe up, oh God, the worst. I'll be like, just, just get me out of here, man. Oh, Slarita asks, Tone, man to man, <laughs> was she fine? She, I mean, she was. Sabrina asked me the same thing. She was like, was she attractive? I mean, you know what I'm saying? She. She was she she was cool, you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm talking about? Nana P asks top three fruits. Good question. Top three fruits of all time. Cam, what you got? Pineapple. Oh. Yeah, pineapple. Mangoes. Uh-huh. You heard that, Sabrina. Mangoes in its top three. And apples. 
Oh, strawberries are really good too, though. Oh, that's a close. I'm gonna come back to you on the third. So you saying pineapple, mango? I'm gonna go strawberry. Strawberry, okay. Top three. Strawberries have been trashed lately. Have you been eating them? Uh, I haven't had one in a second, but like you get a real good strawberry. Oh. When they're good, like when mm-hmm. you, if you go up to Ventura County, yep. woo, off the side of the road, good time. All right, so uh, top three fruits for your boy. Wait, Sabrina, you think it tastes like vomit? Oh, she what be hating on mangoes, bro. And she's Caribbean. But she she been dealing with that backlash her whole life, so I, I ain't going to. You know, throw it back down those basement steps. But no, she's, you're allowed to dislike what you don't want to like. That's fine. Yeah, but forget all that, man. Mangoes? Come on, man. Mangoes. All right, so I'm going to go with top three fruits for me. Uh, nectarines. Yeah, that's a good one. Oh, man, if you get a, a good... good nectarine. Do you like them when they're, like, just soft enough? Yes. Yeah, yeah. That's when it's prime real estate. Nectarines... Um, I go with uh, I really like grapes a lot, but I might throw pineapple in my top because a good pineapple, man. Oh man, I gotta give it up. I really like plums though, too. I really like fruit, first of all. Fruit depends though, because some fruit, like, I can see why, like, I'm mangoes up there for taste, but yeah. for like practicality and like oh. eating them, it takes you, it's a whole process it's to too like much work. skin it and all that. So yeah. I'd take probably another fruit over that. But taste wise, you get a real good mango, it yeah. outweighs the other fruit. Yeah, when you get a real good mango, oh man, you talk about a good time. Because I remember I never had mangoes until I was like 14, 15. Um, my brother's first wife is Filipino. There you go. And she loved mangoes. And so she kind of introduced us to mangoes. Because mangoes really weren't popping in Chicago at mm-hmm. the time. And so I really wasn't exposed to mangoes. And I was like, well, mangoes? What are those? And so I would look at it and see it. And I was like, I don't know. But then when I would, when they would cut it and prepare it and get it right, I was like, ooh, okay. I grew up loving cantaloupe. Because my mom would always get cantaloupe. Same. It was a staple. I realize yeah. now that it doesn't taste like anything. Man. But at the time, it was like, yo. My mom would always get the good cantaloupe. But she would chop it up and I would be like this. Um, so we got nectarines. I really like plums a lot. Uh, you said grapes. I, I got to go with bananas, man. You're, yeah, you have to. You're I got to go that. with bananas because they always in my smoothies. I'll be eating them on a the regular. I'll put them on my overnight oats. I'll put them in my cereal. Bananas are versatile. I'll give them yeah. that. They're, you can do a lot with them. Between yeah. Between like regular cooking, breads, pancakes. They're practical. Themselves. You yep. grab one on the go. Ice cream, dessert. You, oh. can, you can do a dessert, breakfast, lunch, plantain yeah. chips. You get the oh. whole, you got the whole. Spread. They are versatile. So I got to go. All right. So, so. What did I say? Nectarines, grapes, uh, bananas. Oh, it's a toss-up between grapes and pineapples in that yeah. middle slot. You get a good pineapple going. You hit up a good pineapple uh, joint on the side of the road. I get the pineapple and mango together, and then they put on the little mm-hmm. sauces and the and the lime. Oh, that's a good-ass time, man. I love fruit, man. It's the best. Ooh, banana pancake. Don't give me. And you can make pancakes out of bananas. Yeah, you could do it all just oh, from bananas. That's God what I mean. Bless, man. They're kind of like the potatoes of the fruit. Yes. World. That's I a great know. analogy. Yeah. Bananas out of potatoes of the fruit game. Most overrated fruit. 
Now the P is asking. Uh, huh. I haven't really dabbled pears. in kiwi like that. I know a lot of people. You, you say pears? I said pears, yeah. Pears. The taste isn't strong enough for me. One thing about pears, I really love a good pear. But they do have a dirty taste. Yeah. They taste dirty. The little like the skin, the skin is a little is, like rough. It's kind of gritty. I don't know what it is. The skin lets you know, yo, I'm from the earth. Yeah. You taste it in every but I really like pears. Uh it's not too many fruits I don't like, to be honest with you. I don't like honeydew melons. Yeah, I'll give you that. Melons yeah. in general I kind of moved away from. I realized they're just kind of filler fruit. Yeah. Honeydew melons are trash. And if you know, if you know, I don't like the go-to fruit salad. Yeah, that at restaurants because the best thing is a grape. Man, everything else is just different colored melons, and it's like this is the same. Oh. They always pick the, the the wrong the wrong cantaloupe, the wrong honeydew. The the apples ain't even fresh, and the watermelon they use is not good. No, and usually the melon is like to that phase where it's almost mush. So yeah. even at that point, it's like this isn't even a thing I'm eating anymore. Come on, they always striking out with the fruit salad at restaurants. There'll be like two pieces of pineapple, one grape, and then all melon. Yep, and then you just like. I'm not even enjoying this. Every time. I've had a good fruit salad from a restaurant maybe once or twice in my life. Every other time, they batting zero. I'm just like, man, this sucks. So I got to go with the the fruit salad melons are overrated. If you want to make a dope fruit salad, give us the grapes. Throw some strawberries in there. Mm -hmm. Uh... Throw the mangoes and pineapples in there. That should be the new fruit yeah. salad. Pineapples, mangoes, strawberry, and grapes. You could even put some banana in there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm not mad at the banana. The only thing about I know why they don't do bananas like that, because as soon as they hit the air, they're going to look go old. Bad. Yeah, that's true. And so I'm sure they want to avoid that. Raspberries are kind of overrated. Yeah. They're good for that sitting, but I don't like pulling the seeds out of my Yeah. Like, I, I rarely seek out raspberries. Raspberry flavored stuff is good, but the actual raspberry itself, I'll be like, mm. peaches are good too. Peaches all right, um, all right, I'm gonna I'm gonna end the episode on this, guys. Ooh, I got I got some other stuff I want to talk about, but I'll save it for a future episode. Um, wait, how long have we been going, Cam? Uh, we're at 38 minutes. Okay, all right. All right. Yeah. So, so I might be able to touch on all these real quick. All right, so first of all, I wanted to give a shout-out to Paul Mooney. He passed away uh, last week. Uh, we were having a debate on if he was a comedy legend. I considered him a comedy writing behind-the-scenes legend. Um, and then I was like arguing like if he was a legend on the stand-up front, just stand-up by itself. Uh, I'm still kind of on the fence about that, but... His comedic voice is legendary. His voice, in general, legendary. Um, his take on everything was wild as hell. Um, so I want to give him a shout-out. Shout-out to his family, too. I do know his sons, the Mooney Twins. So I want to extend a condolences to them. Um, yeah, man, Paul Mooney passed. Good old Paul Mooney. Um also, I want to touch on this viral video that's, that's been circulating of a woman proposing to her man. Oh, I saw this. Yeah, she proposed to her man. People was watching. It was a big grand gesture. Um, and people were up in arms about it. Let people do what they want. Exactly. Every, here's the thing about relationships and what people do in their own relationships. First of all, you ain't got nothing to do with your life. That's first and foremost. 
other people's relationships ain't got nothing to do with your life. Now, people all up and down, it couldn't be me. We tearing down the core values of this, that, the third. But First, the values are made up. Exactly. If we really want to fight for gender equality, this is what it looks like, y'all. If we really about that gender equality life and women can do all these things and this, that, and the third, why can't a woman propose to her man if she wants to? Why not? It's like, you know, some women want to hold on to certain gender things, themes and traditions and get rid of others. Like you picking and choosing. If we're gonna if we're gonna have it equally across the board, proposals is part of that. Yeah, and my thing is, I think relationships are so intimate, and they're just between. I mean, however many people you want it to be between, but right. it's between you and that other person, it's that's just your business. Right. No one else's business. And mm -hmm. You can establish whatever boundaries you want to have. Right. And to me, if you like someone or love someone enough, mm -hmm. you should want to do that. Why not? Like you should both be pro proposing at the same time to each other. Yeah. Like that's how that's how it should be. Right. Exactly. Because it's cool. It's cool if you're not about that life. If you're not about that life, you like I will never propose to a man. That's that's your thing. That's your prerogative. But don't condemn a couple that did do that. That that's where I got the yeah, issue. Yeah. Because with. what are you getting out of condemning right. them? Right. What are you? I don't tell me what you get out of that. Are out they of being happy? upset over it? Do they look excited? Exactly. That's that's everything that should matter. Do they look happy? Because let, let's be let's keep it real. How many failed marriages have there been where a man proposed to a woman? The majority. A, the majority, like right, like you know, just be just be worried about are they a happy couple? Is the relationship healthy? And are they gonna last long term? You know what I'm saying? So many men have done these grand gestures on bended knee in front of the family at the sporting event, this, that, and the third, and that marriage still flopped. He could, he still cheated. It was still infidelity. Anything could happen. Just because a man proposes, that does not mean and just because a woman proposes to a man, that doesn't that doesn't deflate the family structure or like, you know, what it means to be a man and a woman. It was just a woman like, yo, I want to marry this man. Let me get on bended knee. Before you propose, you need to have a good idea of if the other person even wants oh, to get married. For sure. Like if you propose and they say no, then like there was a big communication gap. Exactly. You should know when it's safe to even put your foot in the proposal waters. That's the only thing you gotta be worried about. Other than that, there's no, there's no, there's no set rule book when it comes to relationships. I, I say this all the time. Relationships are like fingerprints. Each relationship is individual to that relationship. You know, you bringing in two two individuals from different backgrounds, different ideologies, different thoughts, different experiences in life, and they coming together. And so. In the video, she looked super happy. You know what I'm saying? He was like, oh, snap. Let them do that, man. I I think it's a good time. Like, you know, I just don't like how people are getting up in arms about when it. When you're getting that upset over something, you should address everything else in your life before right. you talk about their relationship. Come on, man. They look happy. That's what, that's what I'm all about. I'm like, yo, they're having a good time. This is unique. And, you know, I'm not mad at it one bit. I'm not looking at it like, oh. Women, they changing the dynamics of what it is to be a man and a woman. Y'all, y'all doing good. too much. You know what I'm saying? You're digging too deep for it. 
She was just like, look, I'm going to propose. I'm going to get down on my oiled up knee because you know her knees were nasty. <laughs> Getting down on my moisturized knees and I'm popping the question. You know what I mean? So let these people live. Let these people have this happy moment and just celebrate Another couple getting engaged. At the end of the day, that's what it's all about. Hopefully, you know, I wish them the best. Hopefully they're happy together, you know. And this was a great moment for them, an unforgettable moment. But don't be, don't be, you know, bringing the moment down because of bullshit that you holding on to personally about, you know, how you would do things. Just be like, congrats, y'all. That's dope. And keep it moving. Now the scary part about public proposals is the turn down. Oh yeah, that really. that's when I'm like. That's why you should communicate. Yeah, what's going to happen and all that stuff. Oh, the grand proposal and it's just like, it's awkward for you and everybody's just like, yo. Would you say I've heard some people talk about this where they're like, I'd say yes in the moment, but then like, yeah. later on be like, hey, we have to actually talk about. It. Yeah, because you, you don't you don't want to embarrass them in in the moment. Yeah, and to me that's a. That's an honorable lie. Like, yeah, you fall, you have to follow up though. You can't, you can't say yes and then you you're not agreeing to it and you never say anything. Right, you have to follow it up behind closed doors. Sabrina got proposed to one time by this guy. It was all in public and like, I when Sabrina tells me that story, I cringe because I know she probably felt big time embarrassment because this was a dude she barely knew and he just proposed. Yeah, and she was just like. Uh, oh, shit. Yeah. Now, if it's somebody I barely knew, like in Sabrina's situation, I would have said no right then and there. Yeah. Because there's no skin some, in yeah, the game. Exactly. But if it's somebody I've been in a relationship with and I wasn't ready to get, and then you know, then I would have to pull to the side. But I wouldn't say no right then and there because that's just the public embarrassment. I also don't like the public thing. I mean, even if I was going to say yes, all the people around is again. Yeah. It's just anxiety that, like, don't need. I'm not a public proposal kind of guy anyway yeah you know what i'm saying so it's just like yeah get out on one knee at the game night nah <laughs> nah so yeah y'all also i wanted to i wanted to address so i revisited a couple movies recently okay i did a revisit um bad boys for life which is uh, the third Bad Boys movie in the installment, third installment in the franchise, my bad. Um, Will Will and Martin came back. Um, you got most of the, the core cast came back. Um, it was a box office hit. It was the, it made the most money out of the three. Um, it, had, it had two directors, actually. And uh, it, it got the best reviews from critics, right? So I, I watched it again uh, last week, and I didn't like it as much. Like, initially, when I saw it in theaters, I was all excited. I was like, yo, they're back. Let's go. Which movie are you talking about? Bad Boys for Life. Ah, I got you. And so um, I gave it a good review on my YouTube page. But when I rewatched it, it has a lot of flaws. A lot of flaws. For one, um... There were a lot of cringy moments and cringy dialogue within there. Um, two, the action choreography was not up to par of the first two. Now they changed directors. Say what you say what you want to say about Michael Bay, <laughs> but he'll give you some good action sequences. 
His movies aren't the best. Critics be stringing his movies up. But his action sequences look fantastic. Outside of like the Transformers, the Transformers, it was hard to follow too much the action. Going on. Yeah. But when he's dealing with action from Those human, are also his early movies, earlier movies. Yeah, like Bad Boys, when The Rock, yeah. Armageddon, um, even like Pearl Harbor, like some of the visuals in that movie were dope. Like that shot of the bomb dropping from the from the aircraft all the way down to the battleship, dope visual. Even like the island had to uh dope, you know, action sequences and visuals. Um but it was just when he when he started dealing with the robots, it was just hard to follow what yeah. was going on. All the mechanics and steel and like you know, it was hard. But uh, so these the Abdil Abdil I forget what their names are. Um, it was like a duo that directed Bad Boys for Life. The story was pretty strong. The story was pretty strong, but it was just like the execution of some of it just didn't really compare to the first two Bad Boys. Bad Boys 2 has some of the best action sequences I've seen in film. Bad Boys 1, what I loved about Bad Boys 1 was, first of all, Martin was hilarious in Bad Boys 1. Like, the way he the way he did his character, Marcus Burnett, was super dope. Will Smith was kind of like, you can, you can kind of tell Will Smith had second billing in Bad Boys 1. He had more, Martin had more screen time than Will. This is before Will exploded into a box office giant. And, um, and you know, Martin Lawrence is no box office slouch either, but Will Smith was on another level. Uh, so when they came back for Bad Boys 2, they kind of they put, put Will Smith kind of more front and center, and then they made the Martin character a little bit more scary and, like, you know, a little bit more whiny than he was in the first one. And so the second one, he was kind of like in that same vein of just really wanting to retire and I'm, I don't want no trouble. And it was just like, I just got tired of that dynamic of him just not wanting to do anything violent or like, you know, this, that, and the third, even though he was the heart of the third film, Martin was, it was just that whole dynamic of just like, man, all right, man, just start shooting, please. Or yeah. leave. Or, or just leave. And he was trying to leave. I'll give him that. He was trying to leave the game. But Will Smith's character, Mike Lowry, was like, no, nah, man, we in this for life. That's what you said, making him feel bad for wanting to quit the force. I do feel Bad Boys for Life had the strongest storyline, but it was kind of far-fetched on, if you haven't seen this, close your ears, a spoiler alert right here, spoiler alert, spoiler alert, spoiler alert. He had a son from this, from this girl that uh from back in the day so he just found out he had a son but his son was actually killing people ends up killing the captain and everything and then they kind of they kind of brush that to the wayside but that's my son though and then he just kind of gives up on the fight and then they have this whole thing where they can kind of use him later on to kind of shave off his sentence i was like nah i wasn't buying that element of it at all his son had already done too much dirt for me there was no turning back especially after killing the captain so that little piece of it was kind of, you know, and then the whole, they just had some corny moments in there, like one last time, one last time. And then they look off at the city and it's just like, some of the direction was just too flashy for me. Um, so on the revisit, I like Bad Boys for Life less than the first time I saw it. Second movie I revisited, Seven. Since we're talking about buddy cop movies. 
Seven is a buddy cop movie that just happened to have a serial killer in a shorter time frame. But but it was also about the relationship between Mills and Somerset, uh, Morgan Freeman and Brad Pitt. I think Seven is worth the hype that it gets. I think it's one of the best crime thrillers that I've ever seen. Um, I can see why IMDb has it in the top 20 of all time. I feel like... Here's why it's extremely well done. First of all, from a filmmaking standpoint, the aesthetics of the film. Oh, yeah. How dark everything looked. Gritty. uh, David Fincher. Yeah. David Fincher directed it. And his movies are always dark. But this movie, it was dark. But they made Los Angeles look like some other city on the East Coast. So they, they chose the shots very carefully on how they made Los Angeles look, that whole movie. Um, you didn't see a palm tree all, anywhere in this movie, you know? And it was like, he's like, wow, where are they? So he really did a great job at creating a visual aesthetic that was like dark, gritty. They never they never made mention as to what city it was, but they just said, in this city, it's just grimy out here. Why would you even want to raise a child here? The crime is crazy. Somerset... Morgan Freeman's character wanted out the game. Brad Pitt was his new partner. Morgan Freeman didn't even want a new partner. Like, look, I only got a week left. Get me out of here. You know the typical dynamic of cop movies. Like, new partner, the reluctant uh, OG, the partner that wants to make a name for himself. He's like, yo, I've been doing this for a while, you know. I come from a small town to this. And Morgan, So you have that dynamic of the two cops getting used to one another. All within a short time frame. Backdrop is these crazy murders based on the seven deadly sins and them piecing the case together and, you know, Brad Pitt's Mills being a real hothead because he's younger. And then Somerset, super cerebral, takes his time, uh, low-key thinker. Because even in the movie, he said... I've never even had to fire my gun as long as I've been on the on the job. So you got these two different philosophies and two different approach approaches to law enforcement coming together. And the murders felt very like everything felt very gritty and like dark and like it was just like this is when I saw this movie in theaters, I saw it in theaters the day it opened. I went by myself. Uh, I was in high school. And this movie made me jump so hard on one particular scene. It was like probably the biggest movie jump scare I've ever had. It was uh, the scene. Spoiler alert, if you haven't seen Seven, if you haven't seen Seven by now, you just don't want to see it. I haven't seen it. Because, I mean, you should watch. You haven't seen it? So, because I was a film major, Uh when you're a film major, you don't watch a lot of movies fully. You watch a lot of clips. So, I've seen so many parts of the movie that I know what it's about. I know what happens. So, I'll see it. But Uh there's so many movies that I've just seen, like, maybe 20 minutes out of in a series of clips. So, I've seen all these scenes. Right. But not the full movie. So, you never sat and watched the beginning of the end? No, not yet. It's on HBO Max right now. Oh, it is? Sweet. Yeah. So, and I just watched it again one day. Anyway, so I'm about to spoil the scene. So, all right. So there's a scene in the movie where they show up to the apartment of the serial killer, um, who they think is a serial killer anyway. And they're in the hallway. They're knocking at the door. And they're standing there. And they're just, you know, waiting to see 
if he's there. A guy comes up the the apartment steps. He's he's down the hallway a little bit. Morgan Freeman's like, hey, yo, Mills, look at this. And so, and the hallway is dark. He pulls out a gun and starts shooting at them. I jumped so hard because I did not expect that. What I did expect was like, oh, if that was him, he was going to run and they was going to chase him. Or maybe he was going to walk up and it not even be the guy that they're looking for. One, what I did not expect was for him to open fire on the cops. And when he opened fire, I ducked too in the movie theater like I was getting shot at. I was so embarrassed. Because I did a complete like... Oh, and the movies with the surround sound and that? Oh, I've done that too from gunshots. It wasn't even like a... You know how when you jump in the movie theater, your shoulders go up, you kind of just jump upwards. Mm-hmm. I ducked like I just got I, shot I at. I've done that before. And I was like, oh, oh. <laughs> just kidding, y'all. And that chase scene was so well done throughout the film. You know, the way Brad Pitt was kind of looking for him and scared to look around corners and like, you know... Um, they kept everything dark to where you couldn't see the killer. It was just so well done. I was just like, yo, this movie was grade-A, top-notch crime thriller. I just loved the whole premise, the whole thing. And then the, then the ending, the twist ending was just like, oh, my God. The ending was extremely dark, sad, but a tremendous ending nonetheless. It was just so well done. If you haven't seen Seven... It's on HBO Max. If you have seen it, watch it again. Take in all the stuff I've been talking about because it, it was just extremely well done and like played perfectly by Morgan Freeman and Brad Pitt and the killer. You know, uh, spoiler alert, <laughs> and the killer, Kevin Spacey, was was just perfect. And then you know you had like the side characters, Gwyneth Paltrow, uh, uh, R. Lee Henry. This is a great movie, so... Did your mic not go down any farther? You said what? Does it, it go? Down? There you oh, go. Yeah, there we go. My bad, y'all. I was hiding. Someone over there said something. If we could do it for a movie night, and I could just really break down, uh, you know, what makes certain scenes so dope. It's Lorita. I'm I'm definitely down for that. Uh, but Seven, man, made $100 million at the box office in 1995. You know what I'm saying? And it had good legs. Like, it didn't have a huge opening, but, you know... Is that anyway, y'all? Want to thank y'all for tuning in to another episode of Verbal Cardio. Shout out to my patron saints, my patrons here. If you want to get in on my uh, my verbal cardios live in real time, join my Patreon. Uh, you can join my Patreon for as little as five dollars a month. They're getting it live right here, right now. The episode will drop uh, tomorrow. Um, and they ask me questions, so I appreciate the patron saints. Thank you for the questions. Thank you for the the love and support. Um, yeah, y'all. And if you got any questions for me in the comment section, feel free to ask. Put the big red question mark in there so I can see it. Shout out to the bakery, the patron saints. I appreciate you guys so much. And also in the comment section, let me know what you think about women proposing to men. How do you feel about that? Let me know in the comment section. Also, let me know how you feel about lies. Going down easy, you know what I'm saying? Are you about that lie life? Do you be lying for no reason? Is it easy for you to lie? Is it harder now? Was it harder for you to lie when you were younger? It's hard now. Let me know in the comment section below. Let me know what you thought about Bad Boys for Life and the movie 7. Let me know in the comment section below. And when was the last time you was hollered at? Let me know in the comment section below, man. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. And as usual, we out here.